2: Welcome to the Following On podcast with TalkSport. I'm Jared Kimber, and I'm here in St. Kitts as our tour of the Caribbean draws to an end. We've got two T20 internationals to look forward to. England are 1-0 up. Today, we do a full circle of St. Kitts, which took us upwards of 15 minutes. Uh, Taking a couple of stops along the way, we hear from David Willey and West Indies bowling coach, Vazbert Drakes. You're listening to Following On. So, we're here at the Carabelle Batik, which is a, the botanical gardens in St. Kitts. And it's also where they make the batik clothing and cloths and, and, and all these sorts of things. But I'm, I'm not going to talk about that because we have an expert here. Tudes, <laughs> could you just take us through um, how the waxing and uh, the colors uh, go through on the, on the clothes, the batik clothing?
3: You've done me there, haven't you, <laughs> horribly? But um, I think there's five, there's five different stages, isn't there, with the way that they go through it, and the, like the oiling process and the drying process, and I, I think it takes nine days from start to finish. Um, but when it's done, it does look absolutely phenomenal. It is brilliant. Um, the texture and everything is quite nice. A little bit... Um, on the pricey side of me, you know? <laughs> but you know people that are able to get it, it, is, it is something to behold and something you most probably need to get but um,
2: yeah yeah no well done you did a lot better than Gareth Batty did explaining the rum but I suppose you didn't have to drink any of the batiks <laughs> so that probably uh, did, did help you there let's talk about the, the game a little bit so we've had one T20 and we had uh, the West Indies fielding as if their hands had just been uh, replaced by cymbals they can only get better the West Indies
3: yeah, they can. That was a poor performance in the field the other night. Um, they just look lethargic to me. They look heavy. And I suppose it showed up a little bit with the way England were very energetic, even from you know the get-go. I know Mark Nicholas was massive on when we were out, you know, just having a chat. And then they just all ran out the energy they had. Obviously, Adil Rashid dropped that early catch. But after that, they were phenomenal. And you know, people who haven't seen it or heard about it. You know, the Chris Jordan catch is something to behold. It's something you have to see. I'm sure you can YouTube it or, or, you know, there'll be clips that we will have on TalkSport 2 that you can see it on social media outlets, but um, it is a phenomenal catch.
2: And, and as far as, you know, England's performance, it wasn't perfect. Um, I thought they did quite well. They got early wickets, which I haven't been getting a lot of recently. They, they're going to want to keep that. But um, when they battered, they got a little bit stuck. I, I know it wasn't a big chase, but they did get a little bit stuck in that middle order with Billings and Denley. They weren't going particularly quickly.
3: No, um, and there wasn't a lot of power hitting. I think they were just accumulating. I think the most important thing for them was they didn't see at home. I think it was a very good performance, but I think if they were able to, you know, Joe Denley got to 30, Billings got to 20, but if they were able to get 40 and 30 respectively and see at home, I think would have given them a lot of confidence moving forward.
2: Definitely, and we're gonna see a lot more power hitting, I would suggest, um, in this next game, because St Kitt's ground is smaller than the island, and the island's not very big. Uh, to be fair. But we're going to go off now and we're going to ha- uh, have a look at the next part of St Kitts. We're on the Brimstone Hill Fortress. We're overlooking Sandy Point in St Kitts. And, and we, we've done a bit of research and by that I mean in the van on the way to Brimstone Hill. <laughs> I, I quickly Googled and, and, and we asked uh, the tourism board and our driver um, to, to name us a West Indian cricketer who'd played uh, who'd come from St Kitts. And uh, so far we've got a duck. <laughs> we, we've got nothing at all. Uh, the best player we found is Victor Eddy who averaged 35 for Leeward Iron a uh, very good first-class cricketer, bowled a little bit as well. Um, Nevis, on the other hand, we got Keith Arthurton, we got Stuart Williams. Yeah. Uh, there's some really good cricketers. It's incredible because Nevis is—I mean, it makes St Kitts look massive. It's—it's it's so interesting the way that the different islands pick up cricket.
3: I was very surprised. Um, I actually thought you know St Kitts would have anyone, but we couldn't rack our brain round. You got the old phone out, started googling, and then obviously um, our tour guide told us about you know Stuart Williams, obviously played. A few times for the West Indies. Obviously, Keith Averton played a lot of times for the West Indies, and it's just funny how sometimes it happens. Obviously, they have Kim Collins, the runner, um, and a few other athletes. And uh, as you say, no crickers to note apart from. Mr. Eddie, who, you know, scored five hundreds had an average of 39 with the ball. I reckon he would have had a, a CPL contract with those sort of figures, wouldn't he? <laughs> yeah, I'm still, I mean, if, if I can find him on the island, I might still offer him one. I mean, Keith Arthurton, obviously, you know,
2: if, if you look at St. Kitts and Nevis as, as a whole, Keith Atherton, is a very well-known cricketer. He wasn't probably the best cricketer from the West Indies. He was almost more known um, for the way he played the game and, he, and his fielding was incredible. Um, I always remember the, the Shane Warren story. He always said that Keith Atherton would run down the wicket, hit him for six, and Warren would be like, well, I'll just ball him a wrong in the next one, and he'll run down and miss it. He was that kind of player, but uh, but realistically, you know, it doesn't have some, you know, you know, uh, the, the, some of the great um, cricket history that that some of the other islands have.
3: No, you're right, as you say. I, I remember growing up watching Keith Atherton, and he was he was pretty much in the team to field, and it, and if he got a few runs, it was an absolute bonus because obviously batting around the lights of you know, Lara and Saviv and Carl Hooper and the likes, you know, he, he didn't have to do too much too often, but what he did in the field was phenomenal. But as you say, I suppose people, a little bit how we are in England, where we say, you know, England are strong when Yorkshire are strong. Well, West Indies are strong when Barbados are strong. And at the moment, there's a good contingent of Bayesians in the West Indian side and with Jason Holder as their captain, they're getting behind him and they're putting up a, a good test. I mean, this series all the way through the test the one-day series now the T20s is is um, a good indication of how far they've come and but it was a very good stand and, it, and it's good to see you know my dad's been back on the phone chirping up because for about 15 20 years he hasn't said anything um so you know the older generation are happy to see that the boys are playing for the maroon again and um bringing smiles on faces is what they need
2: And, um, you know, we talk about if uh, when uh, Barbados is strong, West Indies is strong. And when Yorkshire is strong, England is strong. Uh, Joe Root, uh, I think he's an incredibly talented T20 player who hasn't played much T20 and has lost his way. There seems to be this thought that he wasn't good. I was at the uh, 2016 World T20 and he was one of the best batsmen there. That's not that long ago.
3: Yeah, you're right, and he gets asked it all the time because he doesn't hit that many sixes, you know, but there's more ways to skin a cat. He, he's more of the, you know, sort of Kane-Williamson mole where they're going to manoeuvre and manipulate the strike, be very clever with their sort of, you know, reverse sweep, little dips. And, you know, listen, Joe has another gear. Um, I've seen it more, more than once and, you know, he can clear the boundaries also. But, you know, I suppose he would like to do because for him not to be in the IPL, you know it's strange um, because he is a you know a world class player for me in the top four around the world at the moment so for him not to be in the IPL most probably he as an individual thinking hey listen I I need to be in this so if he gets the opportunity I'm sure he'll show everyone what he's about Thank you very much. Well, let's go to Macca,
2: who spoke with David Willey. David, on the uh, the outfield here in St Kitts,
4: ahead of the uh, second T20. Bit of history for England, actually. I know the team has practiced here before, but they've never actually played an international game. So, bit of history, uh, first game in this venue?
5: Ah, news, news to me. So, um, yeah, you know, it's it looks like a small ground. So, um, yeah, it's not gonna be great fun for us bowlers, but, you know, it's great to be here. Um,
4: yeah, it should, should be an exciting couple of games. T Twenty isn't really a very bowler friendly way, anyway. But the straight boundaries here—I mean, I mean—I've got no power, and I think even I could clear the ropes here. I mean, bowling is not going to be much fun. No, absolutely.
5: Um, you know, we just have to accept that and get on with it, and try and try and work with it as best we can. So, um, you know, more emphasis on on nailing our skills and and deceiving the batsmen, and, and hopefully taking some wickets early on can can help us, you know, restrict the total. The wide
4: boundaries actually look what so is it full and wide maybe has to be be the line rather than because presumably anything on the stumps is just going to disappear back over your head yeah quite possibly um
5: you know sort of hitting the heel or the wide line might be might be an option trying to get into it square um, no doubt the breeze will come into it as it does in all grounds so um, yeah you know you've got to be smart with the boundaries smart with the breeze and and also smart with the batters so um yeah not an easy task but you know we uh,
4: we relish the challenge and and we'll take it in our stride well, I've just been talking to some of the locals. Apparently, the breeze even gets stronger as sort of tea time comes around. So you can have it have to, that to play with as well. In terms of the series, obviously England one nil up after. Would you say a solid performance in the first game? And how many out of ten would, would you give that performance? Yeah, it was, a, it
5: was a, a solid performance. You know, there's there's no perfect game in cricket, unfortunately. So um, you know, it was it was a solid performance, um, and we always talk about winning games of cricket, and we did that. Um, and as I say, there's no perfect game. We could have we could have bowled a bit better. We could have could have batted a bit better, and um, we could have fielded a bit better as well. So you know, it was it was sort of as you say, a, a solid game. Um, but certainly some areas to improve, and we'll be looking to build on
4: that. One area that you, I think was impressive was you managed to take wickets throughout, and that meant okay, players got to sort of. 15s, 20s but, but then no one went on you had a continuous stream of wickets and that's so crucial in this form of the game
5: oh absolutely you know that's um, it's vital um, in restricting them and also these guys they're you know, great power hitters and um, and as long as you can keep taking wickets and getting new guys come in you sort of you're helping yourself out massively so um, that is something we'll look to do um, you know, hopefully, I'll play a role in that up front, trying to take some to some early wickets, and and as long as we can do that throughout their innings, it's certainly going to help in
4: restricting the total to a, as as low as possible. You mentioned your role. It's been a frustrating few weeks. You've got some game time now. Do you just have to mentally accept that from the outset that there might be some games that you sit out, and you know, very few players play every game anymore.
5: Yeah, you know, it's 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 frustrating. Um, we 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 play the game to. To play cricket, um, so when you are carrying the drinks, it can be a challenge, um, particularly on tour. You know, you're uh, you sat there watching, wishing you were playing, and you know I was injured through Sri Lanka, and, and guys coming and do well, and then all of a sudden you're sat on the sidelines. So, um, you know, it's good to be back out there. Um, hopefully, I will play the next two, but as you say, you know, guys don't play every game. So, um, hopefully, I'll go out there, was it tomorrow, and do well, and and and, and make sure I play
4: that third one as well. Is there almost a danger that when you do therefore get the chance you put so much pressure on yourself you end up actually underperforming because you're so determined to do well because I've now got the chance? Yeah a little bit I think. you know, it's particularly
5: with the amount of cricket and the, the, the type of cricket that's coming up this summer. Everyone wants to be um, cementing their place in that 11 going into that World Cup. So, um, you know, there's certainly great competition for places and that's great for English cricket. But um, from a personal level, you know, you do put extra pressure on
4: yourself because you want to make that position your own. There's actually a series as well in the T20s. I mean, Sri Lanka, it was a one-off game at the end of the one-day international series. Now there's a, a three-match series and you've got that sort of, there's a bit of nuance about it yeah no I think it's great I
5: think one-off games can be a little bit gimmicky if you like they're just shoved on at the end um whereas this you know there's actually you you can build and you can you can develop your game through the through the series as we did with the one day stuff so I think it's great you know that we played um played the series and then there's actually a a group of 2020 games as well at the end um for, for exactly that reason you can you don't just drop in play a game and that's it you can you can work on things
4: and and improve your game and and also the the series will unfold as well I think also in St Lucia we have the best atmosphere actually probably of the winter so far because there were so many locals in as well as the England fans this is a smaller ground I'm sure it's going to be absolutely right it's got to be great playing in front of a crowd like that really enjoying it and and being entertained by it yeah massively you know it's um it's, it's like
5: that over here you know they, they love the shorter formats they um, get they get right into it and um you know it's got a sort of it's just got that vibe that the, the party sort of atmosphere so it's great you know it's great to be playing in front of crowds like that and um, you know, around the world now with the shorter formats than the franchise cricket um, you do get brilliant crowds that are, that are
4: up and about and it's, it's exciting to play in front of. So is England's job tomorrow to be party poopers if you like because obviously the home crowd wants it to go to Sunday and a decider. You'd like to have it nice and wrapped up by tomorrow evening. Absolutely 2-0 would be nice um, but I'm sure there'll be plenty of English fans as well
5: making plenty of noise on the rum and coke so yeah no, it should be good.
2: Thanks to David Willey for that and uh, because uh, Macca doesn't do enough work we've decided to send him out again this we found Fazbott Drake's the West Indian bowling coach. Fazbott, Warner Parks and
4: Kit has it some unique challenges for a, for a bowling unit in the fact that the boundaries
0: straight are very short. How do you deal with that? <laughs> <laughs> Execute your, your game plan very well. Obviously, the, a lot of the guys that have played um, at this ground. Certainly during CPL, so the guys are pretty familiar with the conditions, with the wind factor and the short boundaries. So certainly our game plans will be and our strategy will be be pretty much towards that, working towards that. So
4: I mean, it looks like the side boundaries are longer than straight. So you actually have to go a bit
0: more width maybe rather than, than going straight? Again, you know, I think our strategy is. On the given day, you would, you, would, you would definitely see them. Um, for me to discuss them right now is giving to, given too much information away, but we pretty much have a good idea of what, what we're looking to do in these conditions and, and come tomorrow, um, the objective is to execute.
4: It looks like it's a ground that local knowledge is a useful thing. England have never played an official game here. They have practised here before. Do you think with the CPL that the West Indies players will have an advantage having played here more regularly?
0: I think certainly it does help um, that you would have played in these conditions uh, more often than the opposition, but on a given day we're playing a T20 game and it's all based on the execution of game plan. So um, come tomorrow, you know, we we guys if continue to be focused and and, and up for the challenge, you know, it should be an exciting game.
4: What did you make of the first game in St Lucia of the series?
0: I just thought that he was probably 20 runs short. Having um, said that, um, we've created a lot of opportunities in the bowling front, but we never really took, the, um, took our opportunities in the field. Um, um, on reflection, um, we know that we, can, we are capable of playing, playing better cricket than that, so we're really looking forward to the game tomorrow.
4: Given the intensity and the pace that the West Indies played at throughout the series, it felt, watching, that they were a little bit low-key, maybe a little bit just below their top level would that be a fair comment
0: I think so um and you have to take into consideration that that was the first game a lot of the new players coming into the side so trying to create uh, that environment where everyone understand their role and, and gel as, as as a unit so uh, one game behind I'm really looking forward to the next two games
4: I guess it's a simple equation now you simply have to win this next game don't you but
0: that's always the objective to, um, to to win the cricket game so I think the guys simply in, in terms of it being fully focused, we're I mean, really looking forward to, to the game tomorrow.
2: Big thanks to Maka and Vazbit Drakes there. You would have uh, watched a bit of him back
3: in the day? Yeah, he's a very good bowler. Um, remember him with his time at Sussex. But more fondly, he um, was in South Africa as a young lad. And he was um, the overseas pro at border. And he was basically, as you know, Makai Nintini was also playing at border. I think Mark Boucher was also. Nintini was a young man then. And, you know, to have... The experience of Vasper at the, uh, at the other end sort of helped him along, but I just remember him just cleaning up me. He just used to get 50 wickets a season in um, in South Africa cricket. So, you know, that sort of set him up. I know he most probably didn't play as much international cricket as he would have liked, but he was a very, very good season bowler, had a lot of tricks, was quick enough and also very useful um, with, with the bat, you know, scored you know valuable runs um, for whatever team he played for.
2: T20 coming up. England have got Milan, Sam Curran, uh, random people on the bench. Are we
3: expecting any changes though? I don't know. I, I don't know. You know, we always say, do you change a winning side? Obviously, you know, it's a long way to come and and to carry and drink. So you, you, he may play. You know, Morgan, the skipper, may miss a game um, to give someone else an opportunity Um, because he needs to see what these boys are about. You you know, you've got a busy summer coming up and then you'll see an eye on the T20 World Cup when it comes about. So I would like to think that they'll get a game, but if not, then it's uh, more drink carrying for the boys, unfortunately.
2: Now, we've talked about this already, but St Kitts is an incredibly small uh, island and I made the joke earlier that uh, the only thing smaller than the island is the ground. You didn't laugh that much at that joke. You didn't really understand. You've now been to the ground. Would you like to tell everyone uh, why I made that joke?
3: it is minute I can see why Chris Gill has decided that is going to be his franchise it is absolutely small I reckon 60 yards um, I don't know if it's that straight it might be even smaller straight Width-wise, it's slightly bigger, but not massively. And uh, there's a wind from where we'll be uh, sitting later, um, which goes from left to right as we look out to the the wicket. So that's going to help and enhance, you know, the boundary flow. I don't think there's going to be a lot of twos on that ground. And as you do with your stats, you know, the the West Indian lads predominantly hit more sixes than... uh, any other team and uh, I feel, feel that will be the case again tomorrow no ground really even if it's 90 yards to be fair Gerard it's just not big enough for these lads. when they the amazing thing now that's changed from when I played and I don't like saying that but when these guys decide that they're going to go for the boundary they pretty much get it
2: yeah I think it's, uh, look if, if there's Chris Gale runs a two I think Alex Tudor will uh, run around the ground naked Thanks for listening to Following On. Don't forget to tune into TalkSport 2 for the second T20 between England and the West Indies this Friday at 8pm. Also, subscribe. Please subscribe to Following On. Make sure that you never miss an episode. Bye-bye.